Hey everyone, this is Sam Culpepper bringing you the Culpepper Chronicles, where myself and special guests hope to bring you, the listener, more information in regards to self-sufficiency, fieldcraft, survival, marksmanship, gear, and theory with the aids of not only personal experience and opinion, but historical and technical documentation as well. All in the hopes to better prepare you for impending collapse and hard times to come. Now, pull up a seat and let's get down to it. What is up, everybody? This is Sam coming to you with episode number 10 of the Culpepper Chronicles. Um, I want to start off with uh, apologizing for the delay in the uh, the podcast. I was going pretty steady there, and then life kind of picked up. Uh, <clears throat> so I want to apologize that it hasn't been super consistent as far as the podcast recently. I'm hoping that will get a little bit better going forward. Uh, going into the winter months, typically it's a little bit slower as far as the outside stuff that needs done. Uh, Work work is still work, and everyone still has schedules. Uh, I'm hoping to uh, to get some people on the podcast relatively soon that I really look forward to having on, um, and and we'll just kind of have to see how that goes. So um, today is not necessarily a scripted episode as much as it is just kind of a a thought so far in uh, in the time between the last episode and this episode, and uh. If you if you hear any background noise, that's me. I'm, I'm sharpening my uh, my belt knife or, or actually honing it. So if you hear anything in the background, that's it. I'm just I'm trying to kill two birds with one stone with the limited time that I have. Um, I feel like everyone, including myself, loses sight of the timeline that we're in. So what do I mean by that? Well. Everyone kind of acts like this is going to be a an instant button push event. So what do I mean by that? Um, I feel like everyone wants to go about this as they're going to wake up tomorrow and the world will have ended. Um, that it's going to be a climactic event. It's going to be a, a singular thing where tomorrow we'll wake up. Everything's gone to heck, and we have to fight for survival. And the the issue is that's not, in my opinion, going to be the case. Uh, I think that we're looking at a timeline event. Uh, we are we are on that timeline. It's not something that's going to start soon. We're actively in it right now. Um, we're seeing that with uh, the inflation that Sleepy Joe has brought in on us, uh, as well as the uh, the prior presidencies uh, have brought in on us, and it's just kind of all built up to now. Um, but we're seeing that with, uh, supply shortages, inflation, gas prices, uh, we're, we're seeing that with a lot of things. So don't get tricked into the idea that the only thing you need to prepare for is the end stage at the end of the timeline where you are in the world without law or you're, you're fighting for your survival or you're, you're 100% dependent on yourself and your family for survival, uh, that's, it's very important. And it's something that a lot of us play a lot of lip service to and, and showcase, uh, with all the field work that we talk about and, you know, the long-term sustainment rigs and rucks and, and 
ways to set up patrol bases and, and things like that. And that's all awesome. It's all super, super interesting information. It's stuff that I care a lot for, which is why a lot of my information is about that lately. Um, but what we have to understand, and I would be doing a disservice to you, the listener, if I didn't talk about that it's not going to be an instantaneous thing like that. And this is just my opinion on the matter. I think that we're we're in a stage right now, we're at the beginning stages right now, where you need to also focus on skills that will keep you safe between home and work. Uh, we're all going to work right now. All, all, all of us that are out providing for families and for ourselves and being productive members of what's left of this society are all... Uh, are all going to work and and still going to the store for some supplies and things like that. And you have to understand <clears throat> that having a, a three-day rucksack and a rifle and belt kit is not going to necessarily do you any favors uh, getting from work to home. We have to be able to diversify our portfolio if you look at it in a financial way. So... What are some things you should focus on? Um, in my opinion, you you still need to focus on sustainment in the realm of short duration, high intensity, where it's you're at work. The EMP thing has been really overblown, and I don't think that's something we're ever going to face. And if we do, it's going to not be quite like the world portrays it. But that is one of the better ways of uh, of explaining it is that you're at work and all of a sudden you no longer have the ability to use your vehicle and you have to get home to your family. Uh, that's the one that everyone wants to harp on. Realistically, at least in my area, that's something that we kind of saw almost to a degree in the last blizzard that we had uh, last year. So my area is not known for extreme snowfall and ice and blizzard-like activity. It's just not. We, we have cold weather. It gets bitterly cold, not sub-zero temperatures, but bitterly cold. Um but we don't necessarily have the whiteout conditions with roads that are impassable and things like that. Last year we did. It caught a lot of people unprepared. It caught me unprepared to a degree. Um, there were lots of people that were stranded at my work or, or that I know of that were stranded at their work that weren't able to get home. And there were some people that I know that tried and ended up stranded in their vehicle. And because they weren't prepared to face anything, they had to stay in their vehicle until someone else came and rescued them. So that's something that you can prepare for in the the here and now. That is you setting up a bag that can stay in your vehicle that can get you uh, or, or, or aid you in survival. It's not necessarily a get-home bag. I really hate that terminology. I don't hate it as much as the bug-out bag. I think the idea of the world's going to crap, we're going to run off into the woods and live off mushrooms is, is pretty false, um, especially if you have a family. I don't know if you've ever looked at the schematics and logistics of that, but it's an absolute living friggin' nightmare. But, um, a sustainment bag. And this is not my idea. This is, this is something that I have blossomed into lately, uh, through the, the folks of integrated skills group, uh, ISG, they have an Instagram and a discord, um, and a, a website blog page. They've got a ton of great information on this. Uh, they they really lay it out in a sensible manner as far as the, the types of disasters you can be faced with, um, ways you can prepare yourself, ways you can better yourself. Um, I, I really, really suggest anyone listening to this podcast right now on, you know, 
October 26th and 2021 uh, to take the time to go and look at their content and maybe join their Discord or follow them on Instagram or however and learn the critical skills for the now. And you can do that in tandem with the skills for the later. And that's what a lot of people want to or don't understand is they try and, and put them in bubbles. And they'll say, okay, I need to focus on the the end stage field stuff. And the rest of this is just kind of whatever. Or I need to focus on today's stuff. And the rest of this is just kind of whatever. It really can and should blend and go hand in hand, in my opinion. You can take what you learn and, and spread it out between the two. I mean, water procurement is water procurement. Water filtration and purification is water filtration and purification. Sustainment, shelter building, knots, all of that works in tandem. The only difference is the setting. So take the time to prepare for the now because the now is more important than the later. We don't know what the future is going to hold seven, eight, nine, ten years down the road. But we can subjectively look at the coming months and say, okay, what are the coming months going to look like? I mean, they're projecting food crisis. They're projecting, you know, inflation as far as food prices. Um, not even necessarily availability, but prices of what is available. Gas prices are already going up. Natural gas prices are going up. Um, these are all things that you can look at and do now and put your money and time and effort into for now that are going to pay in larger dividends than a rucksack setting in your closet that you go out and train with, but it's not paying you back the way, uh, vehicle preparedness would, you know, if your wife, it, we'll just say if you're a husband, listen to this or your wife, but we'll talk from my perspective. If you're, if your wife has a vehicle that has no roadside preparedness in it, um, going out and spending 40, 50, 60 bucks on roadside preparedness items for your wife, as well as for yourself. So double that 120 bucks is going to benefit you more than buying 10 more P mags, uh, that you don't have the ammo for to stuff into them anyways. Um, this is just coming from my personal experience. It's kind of where I'm at right now. Uh, I kind of hit myself in the head uh, the other night going, oh, okay, you know, maybe I don't need to be looking at this type of stuff. Maybe I should be looking at more realistic items for the now. Uh, granted, I am in a position where I have acquired a good bit of stuff, at not only, you know, physical stuff, but knowledge and, uh, and connections and things like that for the end state goal. Um, so I, I can more comfortably change my focus to something else, which, uh, you're going to be seeing more of as far as the Instagram page goes and the, uh, the podcast goes, uh, I, I'm hoping to bring to you more information that's going to benefit you now, um, as opposed to just later. And I, I hope that that's a good direction. I hope that that's well received. I don't want people to think that I've, I've baited them into this field craft stuff and then I'm just ditching them. That's not the case. I plan on having that as well. I plan on having guests, uh, in that regard as well, but I want to try and help my listeners and the people who care enough to, to watch and listen and, and read anything that I put down. I want to try and help them as much as possible. And I personally feel like I would be doing a disservice if I'm not getting you this information to help you tomorrow, uh, because I'm pumping you full of information that's only going to help you, you know, a year from now. Um, tomorrow is much more important in my opinion. You need to plan for the future, but the future is anything from, you know, a minute from now onward. So you, you have to try and, and balance that in. Um, 
things that we've been doing lately. Uh, just to give you a for instance, my wife and I have really buckled down on uh, preparedness items for the home. Uh, realistically, we're not going to be bugging out or any foolishness like that. And I say foolishness is a very tongue-in-cheek. If that's your plan, that's your plan. Whatever. If it works for you, it works for you. It does not work for my family uh, because of specific health needs and our location. We do not live in a city where we have to bug out of. We live, we're very fortunate to live in an area that is very small and rural, uh, and the community does tend to bound together, and um, our families tend to, to band together. So we plan on staying where we are. And because of that, we are looking at increasing our preparedness level. So what we aren't doing is we aren't necessarily going out and buying 6 billion non-perishable items uh, for the potential that we may need them 10 years from now and we may open up a can of spam in 10 years and have a can of spam. What we are focusing on, because we don't want to be caught flat-footed with the shortages, are three to five months' worth of supplies of the stuff that we already naturally buy. If we can already buy it ahead of time and have it, and we know we're going to use it because the family uses it, things like toilet paper, paper towels, uh, diapers, formula, um, we, we do have you know baking goods that we buy, we do have canned goods that we buy, things that we are going to use. Um, we buy that ahead of time, like right now, and we're storing that, as opposed to the you know Starlight box that's tucked under the bed of MREs that you may or may not ever have to use. Um, we're trying to put our money and our time and our effort into more useful things in that regard and trying to be a little bit more realistic with the, the mid-time as opposed to the long-term. So that's our, our hope. We may be wrong in that regard. You may 100% disagree that, uh, that that's what we should be doing. But it's something that we have talked about and it's something that we're doing right now. And it's a lot better for us than sitting here saying, oh, well, you know, I sure wish that we could go and buy, you know, 40 boxes of MREs and, and stuff them under the bed in case we need them. Versus, hey, we went to Sam's Club and got, you know, 60 rolls of paper towels and that's going to last us for a month and a half or two months or however. We haven't really worked the logistics out on it, just as a for instance. Um, but we also bought 25 pounds of sugar and 25 pounds of flour that we're going to be dividing up and storing for long-term storage that we can use as we go. So that is an example of, of buying things that are realistic for now and short-term that will also still benefit you long-term, but it's a realistic application. We're looking at water purification for the home and filtration for the home. We're looking at grab-and-go things like the grail water purifiers and filters. And, and keeping one or two of those in the vehicles is kind of something I've been thinking about. So if we are out and about and stranded, we have the ability to, at a low energy expenditure, capture water, filter it, and purify it if we need it. Um, I'm looking more into uh, not necessarily winterizing, but better preparing our vehicles for the, the winter that's coming. I'm looking at replacing headlight modules and bulbs and getting new tires, things that I wouldn't have normally considered because I was caught so flat-footed last year, I know that it's something that I want to prepare for this year. And as it always goes, most likely it won't happen this year. We'll get two drops of snow and it'll get, you know, 40 degrees. That's the coldest it'll get. And, you know, God likes to uh, laugh at our plans that we put together because he has his own. But in the in the chance that we have another year like last year, I want to be better prepared. Um, I'm we're, we're trying to figure out a better heat system for the animals because the animals didn't fare as well last year. Uh, we brought some of them in the house because it got so cold, and we're looking at ways to to hedge against that. But that is looking at in the next couple months as opposed to in the next two, three, four years. So that's just another example. Um, 
So, I, I, I know that this episode is a little bit rambling, and it's a little bit uh, unpointed, but I'm hoping that what I'm getting through to those that are listening is that you need to not only focus for for long-term, 10, 15 years down the road, guerrilla warfare, whatever it is you want to look at and think about, you need to also be realistic in your approach to focus on things that matter now, especially if you have a family. It's not that single units out there aren't important. If you're if you're single and you don't have any other you know family responsibilities, hey, that just gives you even more financial freedom because you can focus it more on your needs as opposed to having to spreading out across others. Um, focus on this stuff now, folks. That way, you are going to have the ability to survive. Surviving is not sitting there hunkered under a blanket eating a can of Spam because you didn't have a heat source, you didn't have water built up, you didn't have food built up. That's not survival. Uh, Stashing a tote of Spam cans is not survival. Um, You need to be able to not only survive, but you need to be able to thrive. And you're not going to do that if you're only spending your money on beans and bullets and nothing else. So, all that being said, I'm hoping to bring you more... uh, information as far as skills that can be used for short term uh things as far as you know not necessarily overlanding that's something i kind of want to get into um but it's something that i don't know a whole lot about i'm hoping to learn a lot more about that but things like you know roadside assistance uh gaining entry into buildings so if it's like in the middle of the winter and you get caught out and you need to get into a building uh, how do you get into it you know that's that's access via lock work that's access via direct access of like you know prying the door open or, or busting the lock off the door or something like that it's not necessarily what i would suggest to anyone if you're a law-abiding citizen and you have another way around it but if you need to you need to self-preservation is self-preservation um building shelters uh, ad hoc that you that you might need for a short duration uh water procurement and filtration in the field uh the field is not only in the field it could be in a city street it could be on a by road. It could be on a rail station. Um, learning all of these things that can hopefully help you to survive and get home to your families um, is something I want to try and bring to you. And, and that's my goal because that it all has to work together. It's all a system that needs to work together. Uh, and that's my hope. So I'm hoping to bring more people that can, can talk about those things as well as the long-term field stuff, the, uh, the guerrilla warfare type stuff that we've been talking about in the past. I'm hoping to bring all that to you as well. But I'm also trying to be realistic and trying to be uh, more helpful to you as the listener. So uh, as always, you know, hit me up in the in on Instagram and in, in the the messages. Let me know what you think. If you think this is all foolish, cool. If you don't, cool. Let me know. Um, I appreciate everyone who's gotten a hold of me in the past few months since I've started the podcast. That has just been nothing but praise as well as some critiques. I appreciate all that. I'm all about constructive criticism. Um, thank you for any kind words that you've given to me. Uh, as always, guys, stay safe. God be with you and your family and take it easy.